right, we're here with Nina, who is hosting a little Tuesday get-together. And she has gone all out. Yep, she's done the fancy charcuterie thing. <gasps> Look at those solid maple serving boards. So classy. And those gold room side plates? Gorgeous. Oh, you're absolutely right. And she got it all at Marshall's for way less. Even the cheese? No, not the cheese, but that to die for sequin top. Marshalls? Yep, Marshalls. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshalls. Yo, yo. I go by the name I'm of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip, it's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher, call me subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that jack, on the off the track, I'm heavy cuz, ball to your fathers, you can duck to the Fetty Gloves, sorry my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes, Benz convoys with the wagon on the side, only big boys keep deuces on the ride, Gucci Chuck Taylor with the wagon on the side. Man, what up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Rudy J. Yes, sir. Sam, spin the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this first segment of the day is going to be presented by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Uh, anything that happened over the weekend, uh, sports-related, that you want to bring to the airwaves that we're not touching on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. What's up, man? You ready? I'm in the building, baby. Let's get it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What's up, Sam? You ready to go? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So a lot to get to. Uh, breaking news basically happening as we speak and stuff I'm even getting caught up with. But we got a lot to talk about, especially coming off of a uh, another NFL weekend and college weekend. Uh, we've got the Masters. Dustin Johnson is your champion. Kind of ran it going away. It was over. Uh, pretty much as a Friday, and you kind of said on Thursday that you figured out the first day Dustin was one of those that could run away and hide. Yeah, I mean, I, we saw him go 30 under at a tournament earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's not that, um, well, first of all, he is the number one golfer in the world. He is the best player in the world right now. But when Dustin, even when he wasn't the best player, in the, even when he wasn't ranked number one and wasn't playing like the best player in the world, when Dustin gets hot and gets in a groove, He's hitting it three plus. He's not going to shambo distance, but he's hitting it three plus. He has short game. And Dustin's one of those guys, whether he's plus two or minus 18, he's even keel. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So he has good control over his nerves. And, you know, after Thursday, when I saw him with the lead, I was just like, yo, I've seen this guy go wire to wire before. And I kind of like, you know what? Let me let, let me let everybody know. Friday that this guy can go wire to wire and don't be shocked and sure enough that's what he did and to the point where Sunday he just Sunday he was just like just trying not to make mistakes he just played it he just played it safe I mean you gotta think you know the second place shot minus 15 like like Garris tweeted me like imagine going minus 15 at Augusta only to lose like minus 15 is a heck of a number at Augusta let alone minus 20 but DJ man he's been I mean, he got him a FedEx title. 
Now he has two majors. He has a, he has a runner up at the Masters. He has a runner up at the PGA. He has a runner up at the British. So it's not like he hasn't been knocking on this door for a while now. Is he gonna do you know? Is he gonna do what Tiger Woods or Jack Nicklaus did? No, no, he's not. But needless to say. He's definitely one of the greats. Well, I think it all changed for Dustin in regards to when he kind of got off the course life in order. Uh, when he kind of got past that, and he's had some failures because uh, his even kill kind of hadn't always been that way. I think that's why he showed a lot of emotion considering where he come from. Yeah, he where saw he, he broke from. down, right. Uh, so that's that. Uh, yeah, because I think that golfer, the 15, because somebody, there was, I think it was him, the only one that shot 60s in all rounds, and then he still ended up finishing. Exactly, five you know, strokes five by off the Off the lead. Um, you know, uh, you, you, you jinxed Bryson Shambo, man. You I didn't jinx him. him, I called it. But now, was a it jinx, really him? A jinx is me saying Bryson about to run away with it, and Jim, then he does well, what he does. You put the bad juju on him. Hey, he, man, it's different with the lights on you. The light, like nobody expected him to win the U.S. Open. Remember when he went into the U.S. Open, everybody's like, Bryce DeChambeau's game don't work at the U.S. Open. You can't play like that mm-hmm. at a U.S. Open. You can't do it. You can't do it. He can't win. Like he can't win. Try driving at four hundred yards at the U.S. Open, and he did it. So no, he was not off the radar. He was only on the radar because we wanted to see him do his longest drive contest. Okay. But there was no expectations. Now when those expectations hit you, we've seen Rory. We've seen Spieth. Hell, there was a time, Dustin, we've seen all of the younger guys get that spotlight. And then next thing you know, you're like, what is that What is that wet spot on their leg that pissed themselves? Wow. And that's and that's what happened to the – oh, my bad. What happened? Oh, my bad. Pee-pee. You can't pee – they pee-peed on themselves. So – and that's what happened to DeChambeau. Then he pulls – oh, man, I think I got some vertigo. Oh, I'm not feeling too well. I don't want to. I want. I don't want to get the rest of the field sick. I might have COVID. Let me get out of here. Like that made it worse. You talk about my boy Rory with the toothache. The shambo in the middle of the round thinks he has COVID. Well, I mean, pressure you know, buzz pipes, man. A hit well, dog, that, hit I mean, dog, until, a hit until, dog, until, a holler. Well, you've uh, you've adopted that, and until he proves otherwise, I don't know if that's really the case with him. But you called it, uh, you know, got to give you credit for that, and that's the one that you got to own until he until he proves otherwise, because he's he's on everybody's radar now. I, I mean, he's a he's a he's a major championship, so there is some truth to what you're saying. Um, Tiger recorded one of his worst holes ever. What was the one that the drink? Which one was that one? What, Twelve. Twelve. Three Part times. Part three. He did a ten. He had a ten. Look. Worse than a snowman. I've had a ten on a par three. Yeah, but you and let alone a twelve. Let alone twelve at Augusta. You play golf long enough, you'll get a ten on a par three. Yeah. It happens. Um, nobody you know, expected Tiger to win. What was he, 35 no, to 1? Somewhere he went off like that. Well, a couple of my buddies thought, oh, you top 10 for sure. Don't count him out. Oh, like oh, that oh. On Thursday. But I'll tell you one thing, too, didn't take, take in consideration the weather on this one. Wasn't really that cold, but still some of the early morning, uh, you know, right. plays with the chill. You know, this is normally summer. I've told you, Tiger Woods' body, I mean, him playing in British and him playing in cool weather temperatures are not going to work out for him where he's at on where that. that back but up. I think also. You know, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things. They'll return right back here in April, but definitely after his start Thursday and in the Friday, you would have thought that probably it was definitely in a top ten or fifteen uh, finish. Uh, you know, per se. Do uh, now one of the debates that I was having over the weekend was Dustin's ten years on the tour, 
36 years old. Does he fall into the category of my young guy argument? Are you going to say no? And who's that again? Dustin. And you're young. Uh, how old is he? He's 36. Nah. No. No. Nah. Well, how, how old you. is how old is uh, how old is is? They're what, still all, most of them and, in their 20s still, like Depka. almost 30, probably still. early late 20s, early 30s. I mean, he's right there. Why were you? Going? I, I, I you just saying? feel like he's still in, like to me. When I say young guys, I'm not speaking mostly about age. I'm speaking like you well, did. You, weren't, you yeah. weren't from that. You weren't from the era that when Tiger was dominating. You weren't from the 97 up to 08. You weren't in that. I mean, if you want to put it, if, you, if that's the disclaimer, that's you want to put me. It that's that, me, but that, I'm not, I wasn't necessarily saying age. If your definition, I guess you would say no, he wasn't. You know, so maybe he is part of that young group. I mean, but just in general, for golf in general, he's he's young. I mean, for the golf, because like again, golf totally is that agree. sport. Thank you. That you can, as long as you're competitive, you can play on the PGA Tour competitively, especially when the guys take care of their body now until you get to your mid 40s, late 40s, even early 50s at a high level, and the way they're conditioned now. So. Um, no, he wasn't around really in the Tigers' height of his domination. Right, that's what I'm saying. So the, um, all those guys, to me, I consider like the the up and coming youngsters. But again, 36 isn't that young when you look at the age. I mean, LeBron's 35 and he's ancient. In golf, I think you're still kind of in your prime almost at that age. Right. You know, not quite totally in your prime, but you're not. Uh, it's different from a LeBron NBA that age to a golfer. Uh, you know, especially if you hadn't had any major, major injuries. With Dustin's game, I'm surprised it took this long because he drives it so well. He drives it far enough to dominate. I'm surprised he hadn't. I mean, he had a runner-up already, but I'm surprised he already hadn't won a Masters. But needless to say, man, best player in the world right now. How and long has he had the number close. one ranking for? I'm, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's been, been a, been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Because keep in mind, he, he won a he won the FedEx because mm-hmm. the FedEx ain't a major. But, I mean, if the players is the fifth major, then damn it, the FedEx Cup is the sixth. Yeah. Uh, also, NBA, you got some trades that's happened. You've got a lot of rumors uh, consist- constantly that's still flirting around. A lot of them evolve into your San Antonio Spurs. Um, I've got – we'll talk about those. I've got hit with DM on questions about those okay. as well, the rifts of the Spurs, Definitely. what they're rumored at. And I think we've, we've got a destination for Chris Paul. Did I hear that right? Yeah, it looks pretty much official. He is now a Phoenix Sun. They sent Rubio, Oubre, a couple other no-name guys, and a first-round pick to Oklahoma. So Sam Presti's officially – he hired an assistant coach – from the bench that really nobody knows, but we didn't know Nick Nurse either. Uh, we didn't know Eric Spolster either. So Sam Presti, he's gotten rid of PG. He's gotten rid of uh, Russell. Now he's gotten rid of Chris Paul. They've got a plethora of picks. He's he's proven that he knows how to draft pretty well, so they're officially in rebuild mode. And Phoenix, to me, in my opinion, I like it. When I look at a team like the Denver Nuggets, who I have a lot of respect for, when I look at a team like the Denver Nuggets coming off the Western Conference Finals, I, in my humble opinion, feel like he's made them a contender in the West. Now, I only feel like there's two teams that can really win it all based on health, and that's the Lakers and the Nets. So to me, the rest is up for grabs. When you, and Denver's seasoned. Like Denver, you know, they've been to, they had, they've been in the playoffs before. So it's not like Denver's new to the party. Phoenix would kind of be new to the party, but with Guyton, 
Booker is proving that he's about to become a superstar, and then you get a veteran guy like Chris Paul coming in, I think he automatically makes them a contender to be in the Western Conference Finals. Second round Western Conference Finals, I don't think they can win it all, but I like I like the move a lot. And they have uh, Monty Williams as their coach, who, who's, a, who's an excellent coach. So I love the move for Phoenix. Yeah, I think, you know, Rubio really started coming to himself chemistry-wise with that bunch. Uh, I think he was part of that, you know, process of turning things around there. Um, now, of course, you're getting a Chris Paul. I think it's a heck of a addition for the team with Devin Booker. I think I said it last week when we talked about the rumors. And keep in mind, this is the Suns organization also that has been kind of considered cheap over the last eight to ten years. And the uh, rumors has it that Devin Booker's really had them on notice. Even they give money, it's like, yo, are y'all going to spend money? Are y'all going to get help in there for me? I mean, really? almost led that to, I yeah. I that. okay. it's a, that's what a lot of people are saying behind closed doors is that this is really about them. Sure, they take the highest, one of the highest salaries on uh, to kind of show them like, hey, this is what we're willing to do to get over the hump and get back into the playoffs. That's what you got to do with these superstars. Show them that you're trying. So when we get back, we'll talk a little NFL football, college. We'll get back into basketball, some rumors regarding to your Spurs and what they might do. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Smoothie King at the Rim. Keep in mind, Smoothie King has a variety of different flavors to choose from. Make sure you try their immune builders as well. That is Smoothie King, official sponsor of, excuse me, of the Sports Grind. All right, so um, NFL... Uh, we're going to put it in the books tonight, another week after we get to Chicago and Minnesota. We'll talk about that uh, matchup a little bit later. Uh, but just over the uh, weekend in NFL action, uh, we had a, a few things that uh, that kind of stood out. I guess the uh, big news um, coming today is basically Drew Brees' injury uh, looks a lot worse. Well, it looked bad when I saw the hit, but the way he reacted – but it's kind of worse than what they anticipated. Uh, some crack ribs, uh, collapse lungs. You know, and you got to put things in perspective. I mean, this is going to be another opportunity uh, for, <clears throat> you know, it worked out for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, now point. we have another opportunity as Jameis Winston. So, you know, maybe Drew Brees tried to help the brothers out as much as he can, <laughs> you know. Uh, he did, you got, he did yeah. have on a, um, I forgot what the T-shirt he had on a, a well, whatever, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to do his part, get him some money. Uh, but you got to put things in perspective. I, I thought for sure, um, you know, I was going to ride with the Saints one more time with the band together uh, with Drew Brees at the helm. Uh, to make it to Tampa, this definitely is a detour, uh, or, or possibly a roadblock. Because um, you don't know, um, I think, you know, Teddy, I, I don't know where Jameis Winston's at mentally. I know Teddy was ready 
uh, to take on the realm. And I think he's even showing now what you see at Carolina. He's got the middle fortitude to go. But also before the season, I also said that, uh, you know, that I thought this was Drew Brees' last year. And if you're looking at two consecutive, where he's at age-wise, the big difference, we talk about Dustin Johnson in golf into a quarterback here in the NFL. But if you look at him where he's at age-wise, and now this is going to be two consecutive, you know, because other than the freak accident in uh, San Diego with the Chargers early on, how Phillip Rivers got that gig and how he came, if you look at it, um, you go to a situation where, this is two major injuries back to back, um, you know, years for him. Um, and I, I think this is one of those situations to where I'm definitely going to pretty much say that for sure this is his last season. Uh, because you said what, that last year. Yeah, but this I thought regardless of him having crack ribs and, and you know, crack ribs and a collapsed lung ain't nothing to play with, especially when you're at 40 or, or however old Drew is. Um, I think due to the fact that even prior to injury, um, it was going to be his last year, but you we're, we're pretty much past the halfway point, and this could probably pick you out uh, pretty much maybe close to the, reg- the rest of the regular season. Um so I just feel that he's going to have time to reflect. Well, many, I definitely feel this would be. Yeah. I mean, not this, that many. We, yeah, not they're going to take extra caution with Drew. I mean, you know, the Saints are in a prime position at worst case scenario for a wild they card. They won six in a row. You know, uh, they've got some cushion. Again, I'm not even going to sit there and, um, you know, really pretty much predict that, you know, they're, the trains are not going to fall off the, the, the track. Um, I'm pretty sure James can win some games here and there. I don't know if he'll go undefeated like Teddy Bridgewater did last year, but I just think they're gonna they're gonna proceed on the side of caution with Drew, and that's why I say you know they might for rhythm purposes they might bring him back, um, you know, in week 14, 15, you know, maybe with two weeks left to play. Uh, it's still up in the air whether we're going to have 18 weeks of football, if they're going to reschedule, what they're going to do. I haven't heard anything out since that meeting. The schedule up. They're, they're due. Up. But they definitely are going to, they're going to, I would say probably a month minimum. You know, crack ribs and a collapsed lung. I mean, at the age of over 40. Chucking and ducking. Even when he does come back, he's going to be chucking it. And keep in mind, last year he missed, what, five games? That's when Teddy got to audition. Teddy got the audition, and I think that's why Teddy got the job in Carolina. So this is Jameis' opportunity to um, audition. And, you know, to me, it's just weird. Only reason why it's weird is because you you give the contract to the special teams quarterback, but then you bring in Jameis also. If, like, the special teams quarterback is your guy, why Jameis? But who? I mean, I guess it's neither here nor there. Jameis is there, and then James, just like last year, Bridgewater's backup this year. Jameis is the backup, so we'll see how Jameis does over this next. You say four weeks, like you said, collapsed lung, broke ribs, and maybe more. I know they got rib protectors I'm and stuff. Minimum at four in his situation because they're gonna make. I mean, this might play, if, if Tampa can get going. They got off the schneid from that horrible performance against the Saints. Speaking of the Saints, they were able to get it going and lay a, a, a beat down on uh, Carolina. Uh, but I, I think that if they can stay hot, this opens the door for them to maybe, you know, they would have they would have the Saints would have to back up, but for them to steal the division. 
Um, you know, Saints already own a tiebreaker over them. They swept them for the season. They beat them twice. But if things really fall off with Jameis Winston, then that leaves the back door for them for the division, speaking of Tampa. But I think the Saints got enough cushion the way the NFC is looking at it. I don't know. You got to look at that West division, though. Uh, they should still make the playoffs. But this is going to, I think, uh, uh, heavy on Kamara uh, in the running game and, and Jameis to really, really manage uh, the game. You know, um, that's why I'm not as confident with Jameis walking into the situation as I was Teddy Bridgewater, just based off of where Jameis Winston's coming from. Uh, but, yeah, tough situation for Drew Brees and Saints fans. Um, and sometimes, you know, hints come your way. Father's time start knocking and hints come your way, and I think this is definitely one of them. I, I mean, I felt this was it for him this year, regardless whether they came up short, came up on a bad p- uh, pass interference call, whatever the case may be, I thought this was it. And and I definitely 100% sure after that, because what it, Drew doesn't really, I mean, you would like to get a second. Take charge of your health with Johns Hopkins Medicine's A Woman's Journey. Join us virtually on Saturday, November 13th, between 10 a.m. and 12.15 p.m. to learn about the latest advances in women's health from Johns Hopkins physicians. Attend two seminars from colon cancer and black women to early signs of memory loss. Gather with friends and family and walk away feeling empowered. A Woman's Journey. It's health education for all of us. To register or learn more, visit hopkinsmedicine.org slash a woman's journey or call 410-955-8660. We turned out in record numbers in November 2020, and we showed our power in Georgia. Now we have the chance to show up to the polls and make a difference again here in Virginia. There's so much on the line for our communities in the upcoming elections, for governor and other offices. Our votes have real power, so let's use that power to elect leaders who will look out for what matters to us. Rally your friends, everyone you know, to vote early until October 30th or vote on Election Day, November 2nd. Pay for by the NAACP. Super Bowl ring. I mean, since you're going to be in company with Peyton Manning uh, and Tom Brady when we talk about passing records and everything, but what else has really Drew got to prove, though? He's at least got one. There's some guys that don't have one. That's why I think no matter what the urge would be, you know, I don't want to go out like that. I think his wife, his team around him, I think that is going to be called a day. Damn. I think that's that a day. The dust. I don't know, man. You don't I don't know. know. Crack ribs and, and the collapse. I'm saying minimum Because the four. thing about it, I'm, that's the one that pretty much sent Drew Bledsoe. You know, his career wasn't much the same after that, after he had the collapse yeah. lung in New England, that yeah. Tom takes over the rest of history. Drew bounces around a couple of teams. I know he stopped here with the Cowboys, gets hurt. Romo takes over, but I don't know, man. But he was already chucking and ducking. I think this only makes it worse. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. So do you mm-hmm. still have them in the bowl if Winston has to go the rest of the way? If Winston has to go the rest of the way, or do I need to let you off the hook for that Super Bowl pick? No, I know we, we do stick- it all based on, on injury, but – we stick Best with our, on health. Of but course, that's going to play a different. Of course, I don't feel as confident. You don't confident, feel as confident. But we stick with our picks on this show. I mean, the injuries are part of the game. I know, of course, you know, no Drew Brees uh, stand to that. I think they would win a six in a row. I was still looking good. Uh, you know, I'm looking good on the AFC side with Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll get to them. But injuries is always a part of it. I mean, if they can hold the ship down and Jameis Winston can at least play 500 ball or maybe, you know, we'd have to look at their schedule to see what stretch he could go to. Once they get in, I mean, I'd still go because I think that's what it is. I think if I'm the Saints or Sean Payton, I'm trying to finish out the season and do the best we can uh, with with uh, with Jameis Winston mm. and mix it in a little bit of uh, what's my other guy over there? Yeah, uh, the Swiss Army Knight. Yeah, that's what I'm the special you know, teams quarterback. Uh, 
His name slips my mind, and he was one of my favorite quarterbacks out of BYU. Tight, t- uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, I love Taysom. He was one of my yeah. favorite QBs out of BYU. Injury prone at BYU, but that's why I'm like, damn, do y'all like Taysom or not? They paid him. I try to tell you something that I feel like he, yeah. he was on that, but I think he's still going to – I don't know if he's an every-down quarterback for the future to replace Drew. So I think the whole Jameis Winston played a factor. Listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. This next segment is going to be presented by Double Days Pizza. Keep in mind, Double Days' newest location here to San Antonio is in the Alamo Ranch area. Also, they still have their one in Leon Springs. That is Double Days' official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Just got a message from Conrad saying, hey, y'all act like uh, Jameis Winston is going to play bad. You're going to play better than Wentz. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's true. But James, like I told him, Jameis Winston's coming in with a bad credit report too. I mean, I get it. Uh, Wentz's deal is a whole other situation. I've been talking about uh, going on with uh, him with Philly, uh, but we'll see. I'm I'll be rooting for Jameis. I hope he does uh, show up because if not, he'll solidify his job uh, going into next year. If if I'm right, Drew Brees just walk away um, after this. At least what they'll do is maybe draft a quarterback. Uh, for the future and let him mold and let Jameis see how long they go with Jameis. But, you know, that's just the where, where it is. Yeah. yeah he got Conrad always got something. That's just Conrad. He always disagreeing with – Conrad always disagreeing with something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston, like, there's a reason why he ended up in New Orleans as a backup. All right. Yeah. Y'all, he act like we just made – like the sports grind just came on there and was like, man, Jameis Winston sucks. First of all, we didn't say that. Second of all – He's the one that threw 35 picks last year, okay? There's a reason why he he was the first pick in the draft, and now he's a backup. Mm-hmm. And this ain't like we well we why are we talking about Carson Wentz? Where we can we're gonna get to Carson Wentz, but like be clear, Carson Wentz is playing with a bunch of AAFL players at this particular moment, and he's over and he's overdoing it. He's trying to do too much. But Jameis Winston and Carson Wentz got nothing to do with each other. He's a backup, and he threw 30-some picks last year, and they probably would have won more games if he didn't throw those picks. They're not, they're not way below 500 this year, Conrad. Hmm. He always got something to say. He always got to disagree. He's two and all that Yeah, kind of stuff. he always he got something to say. On that one. Anyway, all right, Stop so keep it. It, keep it moving on the NFL side uh, this weekend. Some other things. Um if you look at, I uh, spoke about it, yeah, Tampa bounced back against Carolina. Also, um, Tua, speaking of Tua, you marked that he's 3-0. and uh, Dolphins are just, I, I can't say enough they're about well, Brian They're Flores. well-rounded. That's just they, not, they don't do, yeah. they do every facet good. They're not great on any side of the ball or special teams, but they're good on offense, good on defense, good on special teams. They're, head, they're, headed, a, they're headed for greatness, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they, they do Brian everything Flores well. Brian Flores is the real deal. Um, you saw it last year in this whole supposedly tanking for Tua. They still competed when everybody thought they started rough off the beginning of the year. Um, you know, uh, but Miami Dolphins fans, they've been, uh, I know a few of them that are diehard, but they've been waiting a while. 
Um, they're definitely in the thick of this thing in the AFC, especially wild card. I do anticipate the way they're playing that they should be able to, uh, you know, health wise, if the injury bug doesn't hit them in the last two quarters of the season. Um, I do anticipate them, um, you know, getting a wild card playoff spot. And like I said last week so about Tua, uh, it, it's one, it's one of those there. situations like this with left-handed. There's something about left-handed quarterbacks that is at advantage. Look at the play that they designed for him yesterday, Which where that one? one play where the guy runs like a reverse what or whatever, like he comes in motion. Then Tua goes that way, but then he throw. You get a guy that goes to a strong ride, the left side. You can't, can't really do that, do with, that a with a right-handed quarterback unless you're gonna get turned around and be too obvious. You'll tip your hand. Um, Steve Young, left-handed Hall of Famer. You know, um, it's it's just one of those deals. Um, but you know, props to the, you know he's three and zero, playing tough. He says, "Hey, I'll never be my same, my old self again." Uh, that like I brought that up last week. That was kind of you know interesting to hear him say about that. But they definitely. Uh, right there, neck and neck with Buffalo for that AFC East. Um, last night we saw you. You feel like it's Cam's biggest win um, in a Patriots uniform. I don't think you can argue that. Again, that's last night was classic Bill Belichick, um, along with you know the the play of Cam. I'm thinking the game plan now. I do believe you know with Baltimore. Um, do I, I? I do believe that with Baltimore, the weather. That type of weather, climbing all that, kind of neutralized that game and neutralized even Lamar Jackson to a certain extent in their offense. So that did play. That did pay in the, in the hands to New England. I, I don't know. But if I mean, I'm really, Cam didn't light up the score. No, I, he didn't I light up the box score. Well, he didn't now. turn it over either. I mean, there's a lot. He, That's he half executed. The battle, right? He executed a game plan. I just feel that before I start getting back on New England and thinking that they're about to make this late push, uh, they've got some interesting games coming up too. I've got to wait to see it because I do think the weather played a little bit of the factor, and I thought the game uh, itself. Uh, they could have cashed in, speaking of Baltimore, in that first half in regards to when they were down there on the goal line and they had to settle for three instead of where they could have went up. At that time, they would have went up 14-3 to three, uh, with a touchdown, and I think the game's a little bit different. But New England picks up a win in that one. Um, Rams. Rams keep it moving. Um, I had a, I, I put this down, and I had a, had a stat here what? that I wanted to, uh, to read out. Okay. Russell Wilson, okay, since week seven, he's got 10 giveaways, which is seven INTs and three fumbles. Russ is, that's, uh, Russ that's is a big mo- philanthropist. That's the, most, <laughs> that's the most in the NFL right now. Yeah. The reason why I bring this up, and, and, he, and Russ deserves all the pad everything, but if you take the name off the back of the jersey and you take that off any other quarterback, we, we getting killed with those numbers. You bring it to attention, you know. Russ, he when he does, Russ like, hey, you know, we, you know, going to take some chances. We're going to make plays. That's what we're going to do aggressive. No, Russ, you got to protect the football. That's seven ints and three fumbles. That's ten oh ten times. And I said again since I think week seven. That leads no, NFL. Been, it's been a it's been a turnover and, and, machine. Now <clears throat> there's two things to this. Somewhat give Russ a pass because you figure with his defense, he feels like he's got to take these chances. Because they don't have the Cause, defense. Cause surfboard of, Pete's defense is terrible. Uh, and then they can't stop a nosebleed. They yeah. can't stop a nosebleed. But at the same time, Calvin, while, yes, Russ has to take chances. I get that. The offensive line is horrible. He's been running for his life for two years, maybe even three now. But, but, 
you still can't turn it over that much. Like I love Russ. Some I, y'all of them know are bad. I think Russ is the I think Russ is the best QB in the league, but some of the turnovers are awful. It's like just carelessness. That one yesterday in the double coverage, I think it was double coverage, the one he threw in the end zone is pretty bad. He's had a couple bad ones the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh but no, that that's something to monitor. Like I said, that's a gauntlet in that division, the NFC West. Um, Rams have definitely looked like they're back to their, you know, and really what's not talked about about the Rams and hasn't really been talked to because I really didn't know where to put Rams at the beginning of the season. I kind of fell off from the Rams. I think their windows had closed. Uh, but really what needs to be talked about is the Rams defense. Rams defense is really like they're playing and might even be playing a little bit better as a collective unit than even they did the last couple of years Wade Phillips was there. You know, Wade wasn't there last year. <clears throat> anyway, he's not, of course, he's not there this year. But their defense and Ramsey being the top corner. I mean, Ramsey really, you know, the Metcalf has think? been on fire. I mean, Ramsey back up. 28 I'm, yards. I'm not a big fan of Ramsey, but I've got to tip my cat to him. I mean, when you talk about top corners in the league, I mean, he's in the top three right now. If my, arguably not the best. He's hand, He's lived up to that contract so far. You know, and he after the game, he said, I told Metcalf I look for this matchup for years to come. He's one of the top. You know, at his game, I get psyched up going against competitors in me. Go, go get guys like that. But the Rams get the win um, against Seattle. You had, uh, three teams in the NFC West at six and three. With God, Arizona man. with the Hail Mary, Rams, oh, Seahawks. Oh, we got to talk about that. Bad beats all over the place. Yeah, I, we I'm pretty sure what, that. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, when we get James here Wednesday, I'm pretty sure he'll have his spin on him. But there's a couple of them that really just basically stood out. Uh, this weekend, if you're on the wrong end of those, those suck. 736-976, you listen to the sports grind. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. Keep in mind they've been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. Um, they have same-day professional racket restraining and repair. They got all the name brands in apparel and tennis rackets. You can choose from and what what? That is first serve tennis official what? sponsor of the sport that you could choose from and want. Oh, I'm trying to okay. say it fast, yeah, maybe. Yeah, my I, bad. Was like, I was like, what? First serve tennis official sponsor <laughs> of the sport. Sam was crime. like, what? All right, so uh, sticking with the football theme, uh, so that's the deal with Russell. I want to throw that yeah. out there, but they, he's got to yeah, clean some stuff up. You just want to throw that out there because I've been beating the rush train, beating the no, rush drive for two years. No, you ain't, I see you taking no, your little shots I can, at no, me. No, because cool. I because I never disagree. I never disagree with you in regards to. Uh, first of all, I'm the one that had to sell you on Russell Wilson. You basically looked around everything around him, be like, all you have to do is manage. You know, Russell was good at at, uh, at Wisconsin, and he was good with. Um, um, what's my other college he went to? Um, NC State. Yeah, NC State. So, no, when he got to the league, I yeah. was like, yo, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. He looks like a game manager in UNC. I'm like, nah, Rudy, he can play. Yeah, so, no, I'm just bringing it up because if there's any other quarterback with those type of numbers, it would probably, from the media and everybody else, we'd be harping on that. That'd be topic of discussion in Monday, especially since the streak that he's on. On the other side of, of that, speaking of football action, um, Texans, uh, they come up short. Uh, in that game, another weather seven. game, a lot of wind, uh, bad conditions, 10-7. Uh, 
Uh, and of course, the talk on that one is the Chubb play. Bad beat, bad beat, bad, 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 is, bad beat, bad. Um, they were four and a half point favorite, right? Horrible. Yeah, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think what you'll clarify was if I'm not mistaken, I think James Sharpside was on that play for one of their clients as well too. And then, but, so you had I didn't I haven't seen yet the money that it shifted, but I know that they were for of course if they close because see that's one of those and and uh, there's two folds of that. There's the fantasy. Uh, world, and then there's the gambling world. In the gambling world, that was one of those that you were about to backdoor anyway. What do you that, mean? Like, like meaning like a mean? backdoor cover means basically it's 50 seconds, whether you're basketball, football, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. under a minute, the game's kind of already decided this and this, and next thing you know, they're just trying to run the clock out, and Chubb basically breaks out and finds a lane, 59 seconds, but he decides to just exit left out of the dome. That was going to be a backdoor cover anyway, or basically now it's flipped over to a bad beat. If you got them, because if he scores that, of course, Cleveland's covers but, that four and a half. But this is the thing with Chubb's mindset. Okay, what? how much time is left when he runs out? About 59 seconds. Right? 59 it was seconds, like right? under a minute. It was, the okay, game was finished. So, it was around that time. I'm just wondering what he's thinking, because my thing is, okay, at that point, you're up three. If you score a touchdown, you're up ten with a minute left. They still need two scores in one minute. So why run out? Probably just him thinking more. I think, I think these his, guys sometimes, I think because there's some guys, they don't not get upset with fantasy guys, but like let me stick it to the fantasy guy. Because trust me, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, fantasy football guy is as dirty, down low, and nasty to some of these players when they go through rough weeks. Like, I had you, you suck. And I feel like deep down, I don't think they're thinking about gambling, but I do know that these guys, these players – get irritated with fantasy football guy and I think sometimes they want to stick it to him because my thing is you could have kneeled 30 yards ago you could have ran out of bounds right after you got the first down he got all the way to the one I in my mind he was like up yours Joe Boo to the fantasy football guy okay I, trust me. I, I'm not. I'm, trust look, me. I'm not gonna. There's some guys that pay attention to fantasy. There's some guys that are, we've had guys speak. You out. have to, if you're I'm an not, offensive player, Cal, you have no choice because but, fantasy football guy comes for you in your mentions. Right. Okay, well, they're weirdos let's, sometimes. Let, let's go the other way that this. Okay. I'm not gonna say you're totally wrong, but I'm gonna think that Chubb is programmed to know that I'm going to basically, um, in my mind, to basically sit there and. Not score is a good thing to know that hey we don't we just want to nail the clock we already got the uh, the game uh, basically secure. Also, um, let me see which which Jones we're getting the Cleveland fan checking in with us. The coach had already told him we're not scoring, don't mm. score. Which that's the case. Now, what you would say is like, well, then why did he run out to thirty, or why didn't he just fall on the ground and at that time? Why not score? But, you up ten. Well, if the coach tells you not Jonas, to score, don't Jonas, score. Jonas, don't come in here with don't, that. Don't, is there like, like I, I could understand if he scores and now you give them a minute and they can go tie. That makes sense. Like that's mm -hmm. what happened to Atlanta. That makes sense. Jonas, don't come in here with the defense of that. There was no reason to run out of bounds. There were they were going to be up ten. Look, man. Makes I, no sense. I, well, first of all, it sucks for the – well, the, I had him in fantasy going too, but Ooh. I think I was going to lose uh, anyway. Regardless, I mean, I, oh, you know, okay. but I was thinking more of the people that had the, the four and a half out there to the four. I mean, because that's one of those that that shifted millions and millions of dollars for the sports books, especially in the vet, in desert in the Vegas. Um, I all heard the way around. all the money went to Vegas because most of the money was on – Was on Cleveland? Yes. Yeah, they got uh, they they made out fat rats. Those are one of those plays, you know. Um, second play, 
there was probably two more that stands out in regards to just that's the main one for the fantasy aspect. There's two more that stood out for the really the the the, the sports betting aspect, and that pretty much was if you go to the Arizona and 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 card Cardinals and Buffalo game, the last play. Because at that time, if I'm not mistaken, um, Buffalo, you know, they went in about two and a half point, three point underdogs um, in that game, depending on, you know, what books you got it at. Uh, GT bets. I forgot which one it went off on their line. Uh, But I that's one of those. And if you look at the play, the main thing is there. And and I'm glad the head coach of, of Buffalo touched on it afterwards, because when I looked at that in real time and afterwards, I'm thinking like that's coaching. Because you got three white jerseys around Hopkins, and all of them look for the intentions to want to intercept the ball. You don't think when they were trying said, to bat it down? No, the coach said it. No, we there's three guys around Hopkins that, with their mind, they're seeing that and probably lost track of who's really with them, about to go over the top. That it is D. <laughs> Hopkins. Arguably, some people think the best receiver in the game or one of the top two. At the end of the day. You've got to knock that down. That lets me know that they haven't really practiced or preached hey, that man, that much Kyle, on the special team. It's some, uh, it's some hell of a bonuses for interceptions. No, man. And that game, because you, you know what? I'm just telling you. You get buzzer booty just like you did. That play right there could make a difference for them maybe losing the division to the to the Miami Dolphins eventually and missing the playoffs all right or or in general. I get what you're saying. Make that through the four quarters. If I'm a, if I'm a head coach... I'm ripping my special teams coach in, either in front of the team or in the bottom closed meetings. Like, yo, are you? Are we are we not gone over this since training camp? Knock it down. Go you look at it. There's three guys that are all, not one guy is really trying to knock it down. They're all thinking interception, and also I think they lost trend of who that guy is. Right. Like Absolutely. you just say, oh man, I'm about to get me a free one because either right. you're talking about bonus or whatever. Like, no man, knock it. Down. Chris Berman used to do two minute drill all the time. Knock it down. <laughs> I remember. Knock it down. Come on, man. <laughs> 736-976. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Make your next career move your best. Verizon Retail offers the potential to earn up to $50,000 annually and amazing benefits starting on day one, including product discounts and tuition assistance. Apply today at verizon.com forward slash retail careers. All right, back here on the sports grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be presented by Texas Cheer Liquor. 
It has three locations serving the far west side of San Antonio and Bear County. Uh, also, Texas Chair Liquor is conveniently located at 1604 Petrenko and 211. Um, and their newest location now is open at 90 and Montgomery Road outside Lucky Ranch. And don't forget to like them on Facebook to stay up to date on special tastings. That is Texas Chair Liquor, official sponsor of the Sports Drum. 736-9760. All right, so uh, keeping it moving uh, in the football before we switch back over to uh, we going? basketball. Well, first of all, we'll switch over to college real quick, and then we'll go to uh, okay. some NBA. Um, well, we'll start one, with so, my guy. Let's start well, with my guy. We seem in, like we start with my guy every week in college. Oh, we'll get to him. To me, that's a lost cause anyway, which I'll <laughs> tell you my thoughts on that and then okay, leave from ahead. there. But I t- okay, so the the uh, and Chubb supposedly his comments were like I totally forgot I was getting ready to score. That wasn't supposed to score at that time, mm. and then ran out. That's according to him. I do think there is some truth a little bit what you're saying in regard. When I th- honestly these guys that are in the heat of battle, I don't think they really think about the gambling mm. or to the fantasy. But the kind of what your deal is, I do think a lot of them uh, because the league over the years have really embraced this whole situation, such as fantasy football. Um, that they do get a little bit irritated out of it. And I think it's not even so much the fans, how the fans could be, because, hey, you just got to block them out of social media. I think it's in the back of their mind because they're wired. It's still the money aspect. Like, are we really getting what we're supposed to get off of all these people making money? But like, it's some of them. And, and then you got some of them, like uh, Maurice Jones Drew, that used to be running back for Jacksonville, that's engulfed in it. He plays it. He played it when he's in the league. He runs league. He's an analyst on the NFL network uh, on their fantasy show. So, it kind of depends. I know Peyton used to take it personal with his fantasy owners. Like, if you were around the touchdown, like, if you only had two touchdowns or one and he threw it, he'd take a little shout out to, like, hey, probably that fantasy owners, whatever. Cause, and I think it depends when you're one of the big guys, the Purdue, like the Patrick Mahomes, the Peyton Mannings, you know, back when Marshall Faulkner, like, if you're like the guy that you know a lot of people are on your team that you produce. I think there's some credit to mm. some to what you say. Now, the other one talk about Mad Beats, when we talk about that game too, Denver Broncos, uh, Raiders. Um, what horrible. was that? What was that, Cal? Horrible, bad. Uh, I don't care how many people. Andrew, uh, that is the case. That's the oh reason why. Part God, no, part Cal. of me is like this is the thing. This and if you're a Bronco fan, this is the tough thing. This is the tough spot you're in. This is the tough spot Bronco fan is because you've got a supposedly future quarterback that pretty much is go- the the upper office. Speaking of Elway, has gone all in on, and he's mixed in with for one. He can't stay healthy. I'm hearing no. he's got some ribs um, now off of the shot that I saw the shot he took. That would be three injuries in technically two years that's kept him out significant time. That's an issue. You can't be the future. You can't help the club from the tub because in Colorado, the durability issue, durability issue, excuse me, is already heating up with him in the last few weeks. But the other time is you really don't know with him because, for one, Offensive line is way better than it has been in years. Uh, but he's without his number one Pro Bowl receiver, and that helps young quarterbacks. And two, his offensive coordinator is trash. That's just the way I look at it. He should have never got the job. And you talk about, no, you want to talk about Dak Prescott and garbage minutes? Drew Locke is the king right now of garbage time He does. Stats he does minutes. rack up points. He does, for That's sure. what I th- When you say Dak, I don't put Dak in that category. Drew Locke right now is that category. But how much it is Drew, the injury part is on him. Some guys are just not meant to be at this level. Andrew, their body's just not meant to break up. I mean, he played at Missouri to SEC. A lot of his stuff was up-tempo and going. Uh, But at the same time, what does he really have in the development and the coaching he's getting 
from um, pa- uh, Pat Shermer. Because some of this, we can't turn it on till we get down, uh, you know, 30. two touchdowns, whatever. <laughs> That's the thing. That game changed on. Right before halftime, they're down seven. To, they're down seven to three. They're finally getting some legs with the offense. They get in the red zone. They've got two timeouts. They've had. They started the drive with uh, actually all three timeouts. Right. They only used one. They got in the red zone and still had two timeouts. It's third and ten. Worst case scenario, take the sack and get the three points. Drew tries to again. Fit it right through, uh, like almost a double-team coverage on Judy. Intercepts the ball. Ball game. Sales gone out of the wind. Flatten the team. Because it's like, at, and that's a young quarter, like at least get the six points. You're talking about the interception yeah. in, the, in the end zone? Yes, in the yeah, end zone. Okay, I saw that one. First half, plus two and a half Denver. Screwed it up. Killed it. Killed it. Now we but get no, it. But no, besides, no, but besides, no, no. besides that, the truth of the matter is, is you got a situation where, man, you go in the locker room at 7-6 is a lot better than it's going in 10-3 or 4-2, whatever it was. They've got some issues brewing. And this thing, I feel bad for Vic because Vic is, from what I'm hearing, Vic is all about like, and that's a good thing and a bad thing to Vic. Vic's all like, hey, my unit's good. Which is true. And you don't want that when you said, hey, my unit's good. It ain't my unit. It's the offensive. Now, I haven't had a chance to talk to my connects up there and listen to really what the fallout is over uh, this weekend. But I can already tell what the year is going to be because Denver has to really use these last seven, six weeks. And if the guy and you're really stuck in a rough spot, if this guy's going to be out four to five weeks with some rib issues, you know, and then you're really in a tougher spot if uh you know, uh, Rippin, Mark Rippin's nephew, if he comes on, because to be honest with you, there's one thing Rippin got over Locke right now. I don't think he has the physical uh, gifts and the arm that Locke got, but the one thing Rippin has now in that offense, he processes it, gets the ball out, and he understands it more. Now, that comes from the IQ of being at Boise and all that. I like him the weekend that's, uh, Now, granted, that was against the Jets, but we're, that's going to create more contract. If you put Rippin in here and all of a sudden – you get a W here, this and this, whatever. Then it really starts because they're going to, they're marching toward a a seven, eight, somewhere ten type of pick. So it's really, it's just I, I haven't heard the reports, but if he's out any time along, that's locked. But to lose injuries, whatever, to lose the Raiders, I mean, they beat them with the with the worst, less talented team they had last year. Toward the end of the season, they beat the Raiders, but to go get stomped out, Raiders winning this game with only a collective of three turnovers they got in all season. They got five. They reached their total and two in one game against Denver. <laughs> one game. One game. And, and again, to leave on the Denver note, it's a ticky situation because I'm telling you, and it's the same thing I preach down here. When you don't have ownership and leadership and they're going through the family situation with selling Denver or not, it's hard when you have a guy like Elway and even pretty much you know, um, their president, their other high-up guy, um, to hold accountable. You know, uh, and Joe Ellis. You know, who's holding each other? Because I'll tell you, if they've got to move on from Lock and Go, then it's one of the situations, the kids, whatever, you might have to come in, say, John, you might have to make a clean sweep. Because at the end of the day, you're looking at the Chargers. You're looking at, you know, and what's so ironic is about that, because Hibbert is the guy that he wanted coming out of that he was going to move up for coming out of his junior year out of Oregon, but Hibbert decided to go senior. And I'm not going to sit there and spill milk on that because I wasn't that high on Hibbert. 
I went high on Hibbert no, anyway. I, so Herbert, I don't like Herbert. Herbert. I mean, I don't like playing Monday, Monday quarterback in hindsight 2020. I Yes, he's definitely got their future now, but I wasn't high on that. So it's like, damn, man, you came back for your senior year. We missed out on that one. But that's the pickle that Denver fans is in in regards to that. Um, other NFL um, things that stood out over the weekend, um, Green Bay holds on against Jacksonville, almost pulled the upset. I think high wind and weather had a lot to do with that as well, keeping Jacksonville. I mean, they started a rookie quarterback uh, as well, keeping them in that game with the Packers. I think I like, Packers he, you know what? Through. He hasn't been bad. Yeah. Like, even the game where they had to get the two-point conversion, I forget who they were playing just last week. That rookie quarterback hasn't been bad. He hasn't been bad at all. I've seen a few a few minutes of him on the red zone. Yeah, uh, but they they kind of stay they kind of stay. But Green bad. Bay can they can't get rid of the, some of their pimples. Like Green Bay has pimples, and they and they haven't got the right acne solution just yet. And what are some of their pimples that stand out? Soft. Take people for granted. Sometimes Aaron gets a little cocky with the football, makes throws that not interceptions, but just mm-hmm. throws like ah. It's just kind of like, oh, we'll get them, we'll get them next time. Yeah. And then, and then again, the defense. This isn't that Super Bowl defense that they had the year that they won it. Whenever that was, oh six, oh, oh, no, seven, it's whatever, not even close. whatever that year they won. They're not this. even close. Um, also, um, Pittsburgh, uh, they remain undefeated. I didn't think they, they, they were going to do Cincy like that. I thought Cincinnati would play that. I thought that game would be a little bit closer. I thought they that game would be a lot Cincinnati. closer than it was. They own Cincinnati. It's a mental. I thing. think it's going to get blown out. Yeah. Cincinnati hasn't really been blown out this season. Um, it's a mental thing with them with uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, but that's and plus you got to think and and um, that's kind of why I gave it out as a soft lean with the Pittsburgh minus three and a half yesterday because you have to figure out uh, first half you have to figure out that they the the, the performance they laid against the Cowboys they were going to come out the gate they were going to get off to a better mm-hmm. performance than playing a bad game with with that they did last week to Dallas uh, so that's that's kind of that. Um. Also, what was the other one? I think that was pretty much all. There, there was a ton of afternoon games uh, yesterday. I wish it's kind. I wish it would be like that, like that a little bit more. Um, a lot of that had to do uh, since Dallas was on a bye week, and then the scheduling and all they kind of do around. But I, I kind of wish they would give a little bit more of a uh, a balance with how many twelve o'clock games you get in the three. Because sometimes you only get two three o'clock games. Uh, sometimes very rare you might get you get minimum two, but I like the fact that they could add two more afternoon games uh, in their fold. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it was a crazy, crazy day of action in Sunday football. Now on the Saturday, um, college. I mean, with your guys, uh, first off, uh, you want to give some credit to the road run UTSA. You thought they put on a hell of a performance. Yeah, they. I mean, is that the music? No, I don't think so. No nope. anything. Okay, I'll just make sure. Yeah, the San Antonio boys had a good weekend, you know. So they moved, they improved to uh, five and four. Yeah, they're five and four now. So I'm happy for the Roadrunners, man. That they, they had two games left. Brendan Brady out of Cibolo still, and Frank Harris. Frank Harris, 22 of 26, 312 yards, three touchdowns. Brendan Brady, 26 of 120, 26 carries, 124 yards, and Judson's own Rashad Wisdom was named. Um, Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year. So three San Antonio boys put on. And, and to me, that's a part of the uh, the next step for uh, UTSA is these guys from Steele, from Judson, from Clemens, from whoever. You know, I don't want to leave no high school out. From whatever high school, performing at a high level on the high school level and, and staying home at UTSA. 
but then also putting up big numbers at UTSA. Hmm. It's a part of building, I don't want to say the fence. I don't like the wall. Uh, I've heard enough about walls since 2016. So putting that fence around San Antonio, keeping the top-notch guys here, but also them producing. So shout-out to the Roadrunners. Big uh-huh. win for them on Saturday. Yeah, when we get back, we'll hit the phones, and definitely I want to talk about uh, yeah Michigan. I'll, I'll yeah. give my quick thoughts on that, and then we'll take a look at the rest of the college landscape. You listen to the Sports Grind. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Sharpside Sports. Make sure you go to sharpsidesports.com. Make sure you use the promo code SGE1 when selecting the SGE Premium 6-Pick Package uh, or any other packages on Sharpside in general. Make sure you use that SGE1 promo code uh, where you get your 25% off. Uh, four and two uh, this weekend. Um, Solid on the four and two. Yeah, I'm mean, due to have one of these. Uh, you, if you haven't got the package, you need to get on it now because I the way these these go with me. I'm due to have one of these five and zero, oh, five or five and one, there six and go. ones. No, it's a trend. I can already tell, man. I've been doing this long enough. I already know. There's a couple games here and there uh, that's tripped me up to kind of get that going. But four and two, and over the time since we started this, if you've been if you've been on sharp side and you've been on those packages, you're profitable. It's still up this town. That's the main part. Uh, but yeah, that's Sharp Side Sports, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Um, okay, so college. I was saying. Well, before we go to that, let's go to the phones here real quick. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike here on the Sports Cry here on Ticket Seven Sixty. What's up, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about a couple a game that I saw on the NFL this weekend uh, with Kyler Murray, um, Texas Texas uh, boy out of uh, Dallas area. Um, I want to say that. Um, this guy here, uh, I, I used to live in Atlanta, Georgia, during the Mike Vick era. And um, I'm not saying this guy is a Mike Vick, but I'm saying that his game his game is kind of like Mike Vick. He, he's got the running moves, and he does have a, a good arm. I, I, me personally, I think that he's better than uh, Lamar Jackson. I'd like to know what you guys think, how you feel between the comparison of those two. But I think that only advice that I'm going to give him is uh, Murray is that he needs to go down and go out of balance because I don't want to see the same thing happen to Mike Vick. All it takes is one big hit, and Kyler Murray won't be the same ball player. So hopefully he'll he'll keep doing his doing what he do, but he'll get out of balance when a man is getting ready to hit him. And I thank you for taking my call. All right, Mike. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he I think no. he gets down. Better no, he than does. Any he, he has better he probably, than any running quarterback in yeah, history. It's his baseball aspect. Keep in mind, right. this guy was drafted by the A's. I mean, he could have right. been up there. So his slide is impeccable. I give him on that. Um, you know, the Lamar Jackson thing. I, I think Lamar. Um, I, the one thing I will Why say: the, where, where where are these two linked? I, I don't. I I see more Russ. Like if we're gonna do comparisons, I see more Russ in him than I do Lamar because I feel like Murray 
He scrambles to throw, but if he sees 10, 15, he can sneak. He does it. But the whole, like, we talked about this last week. Uh, where's the forever linked? Why are we talking about him well, and Lamar I, Because Jackson? I think any quarterbacks, and it's been like that for years, whether you want to say stereotypical, whether you want to say racial, whatever you want to say, running but dual-threat quarterbacks are thrown in the same pot. Okay. And Lamar and Kyle Murray, whether one of them stays in more of the pocket than the other, both of them are stung, I mean, through in that group of mm-hmm. dual-threat quarterbacks. Now, in Lamar's defense, I do think Kyle Murray, to a certain extent, could be better right now, but it's hard again to judge Kyle. I mean, to Lamar Jackson all the way if you want to make those comparisons because Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, and you know Casey Robb's been on this kick, and I never really paid attention till he, you know, till he's been harping on it and he sent me a message on it. But if you really look at it, the Ravens really don't have. They haven't had really any good deep set receivers that you talk away from Steve Smith guys like that. That he needs more receivers. I don't. I don't even know if I don't even know if I can I go kill the offensive coordinator with Baltimore. They it, Hollywood Brown is not enough. They need a real target, and I think and and again, and not uh, they only that, open Cal, up. That's the difference in those two. You could say he's better than Lamar, but keep in mind, like Lamar did win the MVP last year. Like right. what he did last year was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been in two. He's been to the playoffs both years. He's been the starter. So, I. I Whatever. I, yeah. I don't I don't want to do the comparisons to me. And then if you want to talk about Michael Vick, look, man, Vick um was so gifted, he didn't ha- he didn't feel like he had to put in work outside the field. So it's not going like no and this is no disrespect to Michael Vick. Like he was a game changer, like he was must see TV, he was pay-per-view, for God's sake. But to me, that's gonna be a easy he's gonna pass up Michael Vick easily because Mike just didn't put in the work in the film room to get to better himself because he was just faster and quicker than everybody. I don't think that's going to be an issue with Kyler. So I see him, you know, I don't know if he'll have as many rushing yards as Vic did throughout his career, but he's on it. But as far as just being a passer and just a, a, a QB, I don't think that's gonna be a, a tough task for him to pass up of Michael Vick if you if we gotta play that game. I don't like playing that game because I know I know what's going on, but if you if you wanna play that game, I think that's an easy pass for Kyler. Okay. Well I think But I mean Vick did go into Green Bay. That's his No, I think they've they've his, got um, a lot Lamar's gonna pass Vick for the rest of the they they've got a ways to go, both right. of them. Um they've got a ways to go to both of them. In regards to um, catching up with Vic, the body work, I think what you said is well documented. I mean, Vic came clean after doing his time about how he really was uh, studying, not giving the playbook, not doing all that. Um, again, super talented. Um, and you got to think about, don't forget about when Vic came back, what he kind of did in that Philly, that glimpse of that scene of Philly. Good I mean, point. he put up some good money. Yeah, I mean, he, some had good, he got a payday. Then, right. He got another good payday. So, um, I just think with those two, I just think the if you're a dual threat quarterback, you're gonna get thrown in the same bucket. And and I do think I do think Murray looks to pass more than Lamar Jack, but that's the way they define they design the offense with Lamar. Yeah. You know, that's the way that's that's the way that I think that they uh designed it for him. Uh, but, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um you know, in regards to, you know, the longevity of both of those. But back on the college note, um, Harbaugh, if, if any, What's if going any on, the Cal? bottom line is, I'll say the same thing said about Russell Wilson giving the stats. If there's anybody else that doesn't have his name and did not play in Michigan and run out fired. of that tunnel, 
and to go there and have his record against Ohio State and to have the programs, even in a, a pandemic, doing compared to what they're showing where he's at, he would he would without a doubt probably be let go in the midst of it. There's two things. That's one and number. Se acercan las elecciones para elegir quién nos representará en la Asamblea General. Y necesitamos hacer un plan de cómo vamos a votar y por quién. Tenemos que unirnos y votar por el demócrata Joshua Cole. Como delegado y pastor local, Joshua Cole está de nuestro lado. Y cuando lo elegimos en el 2019, sabíamos que iba a cumplir. En Richmond, luchó para expandir el acceso al cuidado médico a bajo costo. Redujo los precios de las medicinas recetadas y limitó el costo de la insulina. También ayudó a aumentar el salario mínimo por primera vez en 10 años en Virginia. La educación es una prioridad para Joshua, porque él sabe que nuestros hijos son el futuro. Entonces no espere. Puede votar temprano hoy, porque quien nos representa es importante y necesitamos al demócrata Joshua Cole como nuestro representante en la Asamblea General. Pagado y autorizado por Cole for Virginia. This Halloween. No, that's impossible. Don't get caught. Did you check the basement or the bedroom? Without the perfect thing. They're both out. To treat every taste. Well, that's it. We're out of Fanta. This Halloween, don't live with the horror of being without Fanta. Get yours today. Two, this is going to become into that buyout situation. I think they're too the scared cost. of that number. That, uh, and a pandemic, hell yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, to that. I mean, they're losing a ton of money. There's no, there's no fans or hardly anything in the big house. Uh, it's been a lost revenue for everybody across the board. Uh, Harlow has a high buyout number. I want to say it's like twenty million, maybe. Uh, it's, it's up insane. there. Yeah. So, if I was Michigan, I'd be like, hey, we got to ride this out. But we ain't let me got tell no you something, million. Wisconsin. Even though they're in Indiana, Indiana, that's good. You cannot Michigan have them State. not what they're paying Harbaugh and getting lose and losing like this and look at the way they do. Well, this you one was embarrassing. It. This one is like a team quitting on them. Michigan been, State, and, Indiana, and there's some else that he said afterwards. What I want to see, we're gonna okay. I want to monitor this going. There's something else he put out. Then we got to get into these basketball trading rumors. You listen to the sports crime. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. <clears throat> Excuse me. 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be presented by GT Bets. Keep in mind, GT Bets, if you didn't tune in on Friday's show, we just brought them on board, their official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Uh, if you go to GT Bets and you use the promo code GRIND and you set up an account, they're going to match you 100% on your deposit. Okay, so for example, you deposit 100, they're going to match you on 100. That's full cash. It's That's not a dope. free play. You can withdraw that, but you open an account with them. Uh, Monday night, GT Bets, Monday night line for their line. They've got it at three and a half tonight, favorite Minnesota. Uh, we'll talk about that game here shortly, but make sure you go to their their account, gtbets.ag, um, and open account. Make sure you use the promo code GRIND, though, on that one. Um, promo code is GRIND on that one. That's GT Bets, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, okay, so... Other things in college, just really the story this weekend was just the amount of games that was canceled. 
uh, due to COVID. Um, Northwestern continued to stay undefeated. Um, they've got the W. Um, you know, Virginia Tech. Uh, they blew, they blew a golden opportunity Miami, to get Miami hair, skin of their booty. Yeah, everybody. Some people thought that George, I mean Virginia Tech, was going to lean in and get that one. Uh, they well, see, I didn't know them. because Liberty had just got them recently, right? Virginia yeah, Tech. So I didn't. I know. I know they're a good team. I just didn't know what to expect of Virginia Tech. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. They they blew. They they the last time they played before this, they blew a big uh, lead that they let Liberty kind of uh-huh. come back a little bit on them, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that Harbaugh, that's just my opinion yeah. on that Harbaugh situation. A couple things on college, probably uh, you know, roll it over till tomorrow, but USA Today, explosive story on LSU. Looks like we have another Baylor situation in LSU. Really? Yeah, not saying, I don't know, you know, I'm not saying that anybody, of course, is back to Geis. Remember, he had a couple issues on, on campus after he was already on the, with the Washington football team that had come up. Other players that have had issues with young women come up. And, you know, according to USA Today, a lot of this was taken to LSU, you know, brass and kind of swept under the rug. So, like I said, we'll, I'll give you a chance to read up on okay. that tonight. We'll, we'll uh, roll that over until uh, tomorrow. Okay. But, All yeah, right. looks like another Baylor situation. But it don't mean anybody's guilty until proven in the court of law. But just not looking into things that you should be looking into because they're on the football team and because they're making the, the campus I wonder a lot how of much money. of it. I wonder how, how it's going to be interesting to find out how long this dates back and how much of it is. Well, like Coach I said, when Geis was on campus, so this is a couple years now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Bearcats. What do you think about the Bearcats? They still undefeated. You like? You think legit, they're the real man. deal? They, they're legit. That's not they're just some be... mid-major playing whack, no, whack competition. I, I think really you put them as the same category when we talk about however this is going to play out with a playoff spot or whatever. You have to put them in the same category over the years that we did Central Florida. You know, uh, teams like that. You you got to look at Bearcats, BYU. Um, who else? A Liberty is going to be a little bit, you know, to whatever. We've got a few schools that are going to have something to say in regards to, like, that could really be undefeated. But I think Bearcats with their defense and their kind of offensive matched uh, as well, kind of too. Um, you know, we never got into it, but I know uh, Cincinnati Bearcats spoke on it, and I know it kind of rocked the core because I don't know exactly when he made the comments, but I know Nick Saban um, – you know, I know Nick Saban is is came out just recent few weeks to say, you know, no longer can you have a just a good dominant defense anymore to win. You got to have offense. Yes. So that kind of scared a little bit of the pure defensive minded coach with the head coach's name slips my mind, but in Cincinnati, he's one of those coaches. Oh. Uh, but I, I I just feel that um that it's one of those situations to where with the Bearcats, BYU. Liberty. Liberty, there might be one that I'm forgetting. It's going to be very interesting because I really think Cincinnati is just a legit team. I think they could hold their own against Neutral a lot of field. team in, in, okay. in the country. Yeah. Um, couple things. Golden Domers don't. You didn't. I mean, I didn't know if they were going to, you know, have a drop off after the Clemson game. They didn't. They go in and beat Boston College. They're and, a good football team. Yeah. And secondly, uh, South Carolina says Muschamp, holla at us. You see, now, now you got a situation. That I'm glad you brought that. I almost forgot to bring that up. Going back to Harbaugh. Going back to, you know, Muschamp, he's picked up some decent wins here and there over the years for South Carolina. South Carolina, you know, I know old ball coach Steve Spurry was there. That was one of his original stomping grounds. Then he came back around. 
uh, and then left again. So they've had some, I'm not going to say they don't have any expectations, but again, Muschamp ain't making nearly as what Harbaugh is and don't have nearly the expectations, and then they can him in the middle of a pandemic. So now I get like Harbaugh, like this is, I just wanted to get to the point because you've got guys like Jalen Rose that is the Michigan alumni. Guys uh, like, Brady. you know, you you got guys that got platforms that really could go over his head. I just remember those years with Brady Hoke. The years before, there was a lot of brass that was basically sitting there. And Brady Hoke at least beat Ohio State one time, if I'm not mistaken, at least once. Oh, wow. So, so you, I you, you but I, I, I remember how the alum was coming out of Brady Hoke's, and I like Harbaugh. Don't forget I Rich just, Rodriguez. Rich Rodriguez. I just how they treated him. I just feel that you know it's one of those situation um, that uh, it's one of those situations that the brass it, it, at Harbaugh, and I think a lot of it has to do. He's an ex. He's one of theirs. He played the quarterback position, and he rest captain comeback. He ran out of the tunnel. But this is really get. I don't know where they go from here. But the one thing before I wanted to move on from him, after the game, Harbaugh really – and I yeah, thought about like, okay, say? man, you taking sodas on your own. I said, wait a minute. He said that basically this is coaching. He said, perfectly, this is a coaching deal. But I'm thinking like, are you calling your stuff out or are you talking about your assistant coaches that ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing? That's where I don't know where that – that that oh. I you know, that's where I haven't had enough – I haven't heard enough or reply to that to see exactly which direction or where he's coming from. And I think the other mid-major you might have been talking about was Marshall. They're still undefeated. Marshall's one of those. Well, Marshall has kind of always been in the fold. Marshall is usually conference, has good football teams. Conference team. USA love. Yeah, but I, I, they're not. I Pooch don't consider undefeated too. Yeah, see Indiana. Yeah, but see teams like Indiana. I mean, they're out of the Big Ten, so yeah. they're a player. But I'm yeah, talking about these other teams. About the mid-majors, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't put. Um, um, the conference Marshall's always been there, but Marshall's not going to get the love. I, no, I think I the agree. Cincinnati's, BYU's, those are the teams that you really look at that can make an argument to be like, hey, we deserve. But those are the teams that's going to be, you know, for that first two out of that holiday, uh, you know, six or whatever we talk about, planning for that game toward the end on however they're going to do it this year. Um, so 736-9760. What else you got? Oh. oh, you got to Oh, no, I thought the business okay. not even in there. Um, a couple hours, come down a couple hours ago, DeMar DeRozan, according yes. to multiple reports, has t- uh, opted in his player option, which we've been saying for over a year that he was going to opt in. I mean, with the salary cap going to be down, um, it, it only makes sense. And I would think it makes the trade situation a little easier. I mean, you got one year left. I don't know how that really works, but – He's opted in, which I figured he would do. It was, there's no need to test free agency this year. Teams are going to be teams are going to be holding their money tight to the vest, and then with with the Lakers getting Schroeder, um, now we're possibly talking about the Nets getting James Harden and all the shaking and moving. It just didn't make sense for anybody to anybody other than like an Anthony Davis who's opted out. Of course, Anthony opted out because he's going to get big money from the Lakers. But it didn't make sense for him not to just take that player option at 27.5 and then go back into free agency next summer when the salary cap has probably grown because they're going to play with – I know Golden State's thinking about a plan to come up with – to let fans come in. So I'm sure with TV, 72 games, no bubble, money will be up, salary cap will be up, teams will be a little bit more desperate next summer. So smart move by DeRozan and his agent, which we thought he'd do all along. 
Which I wonder how that affects, again, a lot of the rumors that you're hearing circulating yeah, with the Spurs. That, that part I don't uh, know. The recent one, it really involves them uh, that's picking up some steam. Uh, have you heard the one in regards to them with the uh, Nets? No. Okay, the only I thing think- I've heard about the Nets is James Harden, but if that happened, they'd have to give away Dinwiddie, Levert. they have to give away damn near their whole team. They'd be playing with like seven people to pay Kyrie, KD, and James salary. So they'd be playing with like seven players. Well, actually, the Nets are the, Nets the, Nets are the one that could have been, but the other one that's circulating is the one that I guess involves the the uh, the Hawks. Um, and this was floated out there. Um, you know, the Hawks would get uh, DeMar for 2020, the 11th overall pick. Warriors get LaMarcus Aldridge, 2020, the 6th overall pick. And then the Spurs get Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins, excuse me, Cam Reddish in the 2022nd overall pick. Uh, it's possibly out what? there. Yeah, you haven't heard of that one? If that, no, no, but where can we can we get that done today? I like Cam and I like, I don't really, I'm not in love with Wiggins, but that's another guy that can get well, up and down The only thing, like you said, there's a ton of rumors out there. The only thing that I've heard consistent with the Spurs that I think anything that they do is going to be considered, there's going to be like a third team involved. Got you. There's going to be a third to, for one, make the money work. And everything, a, a third team involved. But there's a lot of smoke around the Golden State uh, talk with the Spurs and then all that. And, again, I've had a couple fans message me that a lot of people would be so disappointed if all these rumors come out and the Spurs just stay pat once again. Well, I don't think you want to. Obviously, they're trying to do something, but sometimes it don't work. Well, I think it hasn't worked in the past, Rudy, because the Spurs have been in a position of where they want what they want, position and they're not there. This right now really needs to be, especially opting in, that you've got to find a way to try to move both of those salaries. You've got to really find a way to okay. move both. And even if you don't win on the deal, even if you don't get what you got to get, you just got to get those off the books. And it's not necessarily say, oh, well, of course you clear money for 21. We don't know if anybody, you can have money, but don't mean nobody's going to take it. But I'd rather still them be in a position where if they're going to be at the bottom competing just to try to get an A spot, they have less money on the books in regards to that. You know, to give them an opportunity to start generating revenue again and fans going to the games and all that stuff. Listen to the Sports Crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Rudy J. Say I'm spending one or two. This last segment of the day is going to be presented by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Good company to work for. Uh, do a lot of great things to the community and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so. Um, yeah, you know, with sport- all the rumors and stuff, Cal, what your Warriors going to do, man? I mean, the West, since they, you know, since they lost Kevin Durant, the West has beefed up some. Um, the Lakers look like the dominant force. The Clippers changed their team. Um, you had the Denver Nuggets who took a huge step. Now you got Chris Paul and Phoenix. Um, they've yet to make any moves. I don't know what they're going to do with the draft pick. They're still, like I said, the draft is this Wednesday. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I don't know. Do you have them still as a contender to win the title? You have right, with constructed as is, they're not able to pull anything off. They keep their second pick in the draft. Draymond, Clay, and Steph, as is with a with a whole bunch of young guys. 
Do you have them as a contender? I've got them as a contender, possibly to get until me until me's being able to see how they play, um, and I would use my judgment to see how they play from December to February, uh, and even early into like probably late February before I make the assessment. But going in cold turkey and blindly, I would say definitely they're a contender to compete and get in the Western Conference Finals. Okay, I mean, I mean, because I mean, if. You know, this, and this is another thing. For one, I think we've forgotten be, about. Them. I think people I, like I don't hear anybody talking about Golden State. Well, they State. haven't given us a reason. Tell me, first of all, they got they got rested. They're gonna be full rested. True I mean, they that. went to straight four finals, and not five. only that, they're gonna five. They're gonna be more motivated, I believe, than ever. That's gonna and and again, I still believe in Steve Kerr. And not only that, look, man, this is the the baby face assassin killers are waiting in the weeds because they and Steph knows this. Meaning that Steph is going to get killed if Steph doesn't get this team back to at least a Western Conference or NBA final. Without KD, absolutely. And maybe kill is too harsh, but he'll always have that well, even though they won one without KD. He's won one without KD. But it does say a lot of people. But see, well, let me tell you why it's unfair. Because, see, people, let me tell you exactly why, how you know when people just hate on a person. They'll say, well, KD came in and saved Steph. Okay, if that's true, you let's let's roll with that. If that's true, then you can't turn around and not give KD credit for his two. True. You see what I'm saying? Like people want it both ways. Like, well, Steph got saved by KD. Well, KD went to them, and 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 uh, so his don't count. But you just said KD saved them. He was the missing piece. He, he's the reason they ended up winning two in a row. That's so true. y'all don't make any sense to me. But but I think that motivation that Steph's looking to let and Draymond, if he stays there, they don't move him. And Clay, Clay's the one that I think is going to come back with a vengeance. He's the one that's been out. He missed the whole year. Um, I thought it was better that way. Uh, he's rest. That's a lot of basketball. But I think he's coming back with a vengeance. But I think that core, but led by Steph, they know, they feel like to – and Steve Kerr let them know this too, because he's 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 that motivator from Zen, Phil, Pop. He'll let them know, and they'll look at the LeBron, the Lakers, and they'll feel like how they and they're gonna remember how everybody ran by the pile and beat them by twenty thirty when they were pulling out second and third strings there. So I think as constructed now, they've got enough to compete to say, hey, they could be in the Western Conference okay. Finals, win a title. I'm not sure about that. I've got to see what they do with the pick. I've got to see if a trade happens. If they really unload Draymond, I've got to I've got and to that see number that. two overall pick. I think they're number two. But see, this is the advantage. This is the advantage Golden State has over a lot of people, including us. They could be down for a year. They might not go to State Center, but they always going to have somebody that's going to take that money and come play with them guys and play in that market. Absolutely. That's just the deal. Great point. I mean, Giannis is not totally off the table. I mean, I haven't really heard that as much as the rumor more than media people putting that out. But that's just the way that I I want to see if Giannis takes this supermax this summer. Because they're going to offer him the Supermax this summer. I, I'm sure his agent's going to tell him we're going to hold off to next summer. But it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. I don't care what city you're playing in, how much you want to win. It's hard to tell somebody, mm-hmm. uh, hold on, I'm going to get back to you on that 40-something, on, on $40 million a year. Well, Let me get back to you. it makes a lot off the court, though. It, it, I see what you're saying. That's the deal. But if he's really about winning, because I told you in Salon, it's like, dude, it's going to come to a venture. It's either going to, can he get people to come down here, or he going to go. And like right. I said, LeBron, James. Could not really get anybody to come to Cleveland. Not really by any significance of really. I no, mean, prior right. him leaving to Miami, and then pretty much even after getting back with two titles under his belt. Yeah, even so, when he got back from Miami, they pulled off trades to get people right, there. Right. So that's the thing with Giannis, the way I feel on that. Bears in Minnesota tonight. 
What? Um, Only good thing about tonight is it's prime time. And in prime time, for whatever reasons, Kirk Cousins pee-pees on himself. Other than that, um, I have nothing positive to say about the Chicago Bears other than, hey, the defense plays their ass off for three quarters and then they're tired in the fourth because Nick Foles has been out there chucking and ducking for 48 minutes. So I have nothing positive to say other than, other than thank God it's primetime because I think Minnesota has found their traction. They know who they are. Like, we're just going to run the ball. Yeah, I was going to say. We're just going to run Minnesota the ball, Kurt, and, and get some timely stops here and there. But, but again, it's primetime, so maybe Kurt Cousins will throw a few picks. What is Minnesota's record right now where they stand? Oh, I don't know. They've won, like, they've won two or three in a row. Okay. So I'm not sure. They, they haven't made it back to 500 no, yet. No, right no, no, yet. no, no, no. They haven't made it back to 500. They started They're coming off. in with some confidence, though. That's what I'm saying. But. It comes down to a time, though. But I'll tell you this tonight on national television, if uh, Big Nick strolls around, this could be the night or whatever that you might well go in back to Trubisky. He's and, I don't know if Trubisky's going to be active. He hurt his shoulder oh, a couple weeks that, that, ago. So yeah. he might still not be active. Not okay, be I forgot about that. You're yeah. right about that. He did have the active game. Yeah, Minnesota, two-game winning streak. They're 3-5 and five right now. And according to GT Bets, they're a three-and-a-half point favored. Three-and-a-half uh, point favored, really? Yeah, so um, that'll be something to watch for, too, as well. But anyway, yeah, we'll keep our ear to the whole trade machine, too. I'm pretty sure we'll have a couple, uh, speaking of NBA-wise, to talk about before we end this week. That might go down. But other than that, special thanks to producers of the show, Rudy J. Myself, Calvin, Sam, spinning the one and two. San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio. People of Tyler, people in the Shaw City. People down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, free at the snooze button. Before you're out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See y'all tomorrow. Washington, D.C., we missed all the cheers, the tears, and the touchdowns. The excitement of a last-second field goal to get the heart pumping. The football season's finally here, so now's the time to head to Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races to place your bets for Week 7. And placing your bets at the Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races is an easy way to earn exciting My Choice rewards all season long at the Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races. All gaming is regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Gamble too much? Call 1-800-522-4700 for free confidential help. Must be 21.